Today on the podcast, I'm chatting with Nicole from Our Tiny Nest, and I have to tell you, she is just simply delightful. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Lynn, and I'm your host of the Living Large in a Small House podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy this new episode. Welcome to another episode of Living Large Podcast. Today, I have the honor of having Nicole, who's the creator of the blog, Our Tiny Nest. She also has a strong presence on Instagram as your Insta BFF. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, I just would like to know if you could share with everybody a little bit about yourself and where you live. Mm -hmm. So I live in upstate New York. I live, it's a small town right outside of Albany called Voorheesville. And I live there with my husband and I have two boys. They're six and almost four. And um, I have been blogging for about five or six years now. Um, and just over the years, it's, it's kind of grown. It started out as just like a little outlet for me to just kind of share my experiences with motherhood. And then over the years, it kind of grew into something more. So yeah, that's how we know each other. We're both bloggers, obviously. Mm -hmm. And you were a part of the now defunct Thistlewood yeah. mastermind group, correct? Yeah. Yes. It's hard to remember how I, I know people sometimes, how my connection is. You know, I've met so many amazing people in this community. I've met people on Instagram, through other bloggers, and then I've met a ton of people through the Thistlewood group. Yeah. Um, we both have in common that we like all things home. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that um, I have a little bit in common with you is my brother lives outside of Albany. Oh, in, sure. Um, yeah, in Clifton Park is where they live. Okay, that's not far okay. from me. Yeah. And actually my niece lives there too with her husband and um, they used to live in, I think it's called Sarasota Springs. Maybe, yep. Springs. Yeah. But now they live back in Clifton Park. That's where um, my brother and his wife raised their kids and they live five minutes away from um, my niece and my other niece, his other daughter lives closer to me here in Iowa. Oh, so. nice. Yeah. That's so funny. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. Well, and, and because my brother lives there, we've spent quite a bit of time yeah. in the New York area and they have a, they have a little cabin or something um, in Vermont, which we've gone to before we've gone skiing up there and that we've even gone in the summertime um, because it's so, it's so beautiful year yeah. round. And um yeah, so familiar with the area. My my niece got married in Albany. I had never been to downtown Albany before. Very cool. Yeah, it is. Um, I guess if you've lived here like your whole life, it's not really. <laughs> but I mean, it is nice. We get all four seasons. Um, right. But yeah, that's so funny. Such a small world. Yeah, the other small world that I have is I just learned this yesterday. I think that there, you might be meeting with me and a couple other bloggers for a little getaway yeah. coming up. Are you coming? I'm hoping to. I'm looking at flights. I would love to meet all of you guys. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it too. I know most, I think I know almost everybody 
who's coming and met several in person before. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. I think so too. So anyway, you you're let's talk about what you do. And it's like the list is so long, it it's crazy. You're a mom. Yeah. You're a wife. Yeah. Your kids are young, mm-hmm. which that is a full-time job in and of itself, yeah. I think. <laughs> um you're a nurse. Mm-hmm. Now tell us a little bit about that. Do you work in a hospital in a doctor's office? I don't know. how. So I used to, I was, I worked in a very busy hospital. I was labor and delivery nurse for about six mm-hmm. years and I left about a year after COVID. Um, in the hospital, it was just becoming way too crazy with all of the constraints and everything with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it was just becoming stressful. So um, I left that and now I work from home. I'm a case manager for an insurance company and mm-hmm. I've been doing that for two years. And honestly, it provides a lot more flexibility so that I can, you know, go and help out at my son's school and I can do things for blogging. And so in the, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because it's really been good for like our family and just kind of like that balance of work and personal life. Yeah. I, before I, um, before COVID I worked for corporate America and my job got eliminated and it um, was totally a blessing in disguise too, because I just never had time for my blog. I've had my blog since 2012, I think. And I never did anything with it until I was home and was able to do that. So um, and I read, I did read that you were kind of a mommy blogger to begin with, and it's morphed quite a bit. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So it started just kind of as like an outlet where I would almost kind of like diary or journal a little bit about like being home postpartum. Like I really struggled at first, like in the postpartum and I didn't like being home on maternity leave. I wanted to go back to work. And so I would read like other blogs and just kind of connect with other moms. And then about almost a year later, we bought the house that we're in now and we started doing things to fix it up. And that's when we, I really started to do more like DIY stuff and realized that people were interested in seeing like how I would DIY, like my fireplace or our headboard. And so it just kind of morphed into that. And then I started realizing that I could like monetize it and mm-hmm. make money off of it. And so that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah. You also like me host a link party. That's something kind of mm-hmm. new for you. Yeah. Um, I just started with Tara this past, a little, the end of 2022 um, from to grandmother's house we go. And it's just kind of a really good outlet for people to, you know, share their ideas and, you know, grow your audience. Um, and I kind of, I got the idea from you guys from your ladies link party because I love you ladies so much. And I join, I join yours every Friday and I like going through and looking at everybody's posts. How long well, have you been doing yours? Um, it was our one year anniversary just this month. So we just started it too. And, and I kind of was just in the same boat. I thought, what can I do with my blog that um, will bring more traffic to me Um and not that it's not work, but it it's once you get it down, it's it's re, 
repetitive work. So it's not that difficult. Like I don't have to come up with new ideas and I don't have to do all the photography and all that kind of stuff, but it's a great way to interact with other bloggers. And quite frankly, um, you're offering so much inspiration to not only other bloggers, but people who follow you along as just readers of your blog. Yes. Yeah. We love our link party and I love my link party group too. Yeah. You guys have a great group. Yeah, we do. We really do. Now you also have over 22,000 followers on Instagram. That's that you must you and I know you spend time there because when I'm on, which is seldom, (laughs) you're on. (laughs) Um, What started first, Instagram or the blog, or were they kind of Um, inside? My Instagram started first, Mm -hmm. Um, and I had started, I had my personal Instagram and that's what I would use when I was like home on maternity leave. And that's kind of how I started finding other mommy bloggers was on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then I would link and go to their blogs and read their posts. Um, Back when you had to like swipe up to, you had to have like the 10,000 followers. I forgot about that. So that was like my goal. I was like, okay, I have to get to the 10,000 so that I can get that swipe up. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would do like different things and different, you know, um, follow trains and things like that to try and grow my following. But over the past couple of years now, the past two years, I've kind of, my growth has kind of been stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that it's a little bit harder for me to grow on Instagram, but I'm okay with that because I think the following that I do have, it's intimate. I can, you know, I can respond to all of my DMs personally when people message me. It's just a very, it's a smaller group, but it's one that, you know, there's good engagement. And I think sometimes that's more important. I agree with that. And I actually, um, this year, I kind of just really sat down and wrote out a business plan for myself because I felt like I was kind of all over the place doing all kinds of things. And I really focused on what ultimately is mine and going to make me money. And so I primary, my main focus is my blog and bringing people to my blog. Um, the other thing that I really vowed to do, and here it is March, and I'm still not doing it, is to grow my my YouTube account um, because there that can be a pretty lucrative venture too. Yes. Um, so those are those are my top two priorities, and I have let myself not feel bad about being over on social media, mm-hmm. and I hate when my numbers <laughs> drop, but. I, I, I have to let that not be something that identifies me. Yeah. So, and it's hard and it's hard. And I think too, like you have to focus on, you know, for you, you have your blog, your podcast, your, your YouTube, like you're the things that are going to be more beneficial for you. And sometimes that's what this year I said, I'm not going to focus so much on trying to grow my Instagram. It would be lovely. But Mm -hmm. I think for me, getting more traffic to my blog, and that's something that I own. So Instagram, wherever to go kaput, you know, there goes all of my 20 something followers. But I think, you know, getting people to follow you on on your blog and, and your YouTube and your podcast, that's something that you kind of own. 
Right. I remember Carrie-Anne, when I first joined her little Thistlewood group, that's the one thing she always said to everybody is the only thing you own is your blog, really. Mm -hmm. And everything else could go away. And they have, I mean, from other platforms. Um, So, yeah, I, I really have kind of put that on a back burner and really been focused on my blog. Um, but Instagram is sexy too. I mean, there's no doubt about it. (laughs) You can just connect with people, I think on a more personal level there. Right. Right. I do miss still photos. So, and that actually kind of makes me mad. I really enjoy, I don't want to see somebody dancing. I really don't want to see all that. I love seeing people's beautiful pictures and Mm -hmm. Um, even as a as a blogger, I know that 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 shot of somebody's beautiful, fabulous kitchen is all smoke and mirrors because behind them is probably all the junk from preparing for that beautiful shot. But I like looking at it. I know, I, I know. too. It gives you so much inspiration. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I I save so many things, thinking, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I never have time to, but I save them. <laughs> it would be nice. I, I, when I was doing my research, I also found that you at one time had an Etsy shop that it's still there, it's but it looks there. like you haven't done anything in a while. I haven't. No, I kind of had to like let some things go. Um, and who, who knows? I may go back to it, but um, yeah, I started doing kind of like those stamped books, um, like stamped book decor. And I would do it for, I, I started doing it for my own house, like for my own decor. And then I made a set for a friend that had a baby. And um, so I had that Etsy shop, but I just, I kind of had to let it go a little bit. It was becoming too crazy, but maybe someday I'll go back. When your kids are a little bit older, they, yeah. you know, you're at an age where, you know, there's things to do at school. There's homework, there's all that stuff. So let's talk more about your actual blog. Um, what are, now that you've kind of expanded it and it's more, a, I would call it just a lifestyle blog. Cause you mm-hmm. talk about so many different things. Um, share with us what, what those areas are that you, you touch on in your blog. Yeah. So now it's more, you know, recipes that I create. I really, I love the holidays, um, especially since having like little ones, like I love Uh getting all into the holidays and doing different special things. And so it's more so creating recipes or decor ideas or, um, little fun projects for the holidays. Um, I like, um, curating like different lists of decor or, um, over the summer, a really popular one I did was the whole coastal grandmother trend. I did like a whole, oh, um, I saw that. yes, like <laughs> outfit ideas for the coastal grandmother. Yeah. Um, so things like that. Um, that's kind of more of what it is now. And um, what would you say was your, is your favorite part, favorite thing to share on your blog of all those categories? I really like, I'm a big foodie. So I think like for me, it's the recipes. Yeah. And you know, I don't know about you, but when I check my traffic, my recipes get, I get more Mm -hmm. traffic from people who are looking for recipes. Um, I feel like I have to have those other categories though, because to be a true food blogger is a really hard 
it is hard niche to get into. It's very competitive, you know. Yes. I mean, when you're up against food.com and um, tasteofhome.com, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can't compete. Um, you- and I like to see other things too. Like I think about what I like to see. Like I like to go to, like, for example, your post on how to raise chickens, you know, um, or tablescapes and different things like that, just to give you inspiration. And, um, you know, so I try not to be too focused in one area. And I try to think about, well, what are some things that I'm searching for? Right, right. Yeah, you mentioned to me that you like the idea of having chickens. Have you thought more about that? We're hoping to in the spring. Um, The only thing where we are, we have like um, a little over an acre of land and we have tons of woods around us. So the only Mm -hmm. thing that makes me nervous, we get a lot of like boxes, um, we get coyotes. So I would just want to be careful about that because I don't want it to attract. So I have to do a little more research. Do you have to worry about that? We absolutely do. We live on water and we're a habitat for coyotes. We have, we've had fox, we have um, raccoons, we have, you name it, we have it. We even have mink in the area and they can burrow underneath. So we have, I think it's either half inch or quarter inch um, chicken wire is buried underneath the ground even and up the sides. And our chicken coop is completely secure. Like when we close it up at night and you do have to close, you, you do have to close them in something at night if you have predators. Yeah, I mean, they would be gone in a matter of days if you didn't. So we close them up every night and we open it up, them up every morning. And when they come out in the morning, they do have an enclosed run. I think the fencing around that is... Uh, probably six or seven feet tall. And they're out there safely during the day. Yes. Um, but yeah, they have to go into their coop at night. And then the funny thing about chickens, and we didn't even know this till we had them, when it get, starts getting dark, they make their way in. You don't even have to put them to bed. They make their way right in there That's and they so get up funny. on their perch. Yeah. And so, um, and then, when it's nice out, we let them out and let them free range, but we tend to stay out if they're out. Um, we have hawks yeah. we, and we have eagles. And so, yeah, we've lost two chickens to raccoons um, and only because they were so friendly. They they were because we always hold, we get ours as babies and we hold them and they're kind of like pets for us and um we had this one breed that was just so super friendly and i think that they weren't frightened of these raccoons and eh. (laughs) yeah that's but that we've had we've had them for we've had chickens for 10 years okay and i think we're on our fourth batch with little period where we brought some teenagers in that didn't work out so well so Um, some babies Start from babies. I get them when they're a day old. I start them in my laundry room. It doesn't take long before they get a little bit big and then they move to a bigger box or container and we move them like out into the living room. And at about six weeks, eight weeks, they can go out into the coop once it's warmer at night. And we don't heat it. Okay. At all. We do. There is an element on their water because you can't have their water freeze. 
And I think that there is another element that's in the actual big coup part that if it goes down below, I want to say 20 degrees, it it'll turn on and give them a little heat. But that's that's the only thing we do for them. So and they're hardy. They last through through the winter. We've never lost one because of weather. Yeah. Um, that's what, and it surprises me that they do so well in the cold. Yeah. Well, and we're, this batch, I think they're on year four or five, and that's about their lifespan. And I happen to be lucky enough to have a um, a backyard chicken friend who owns an actual farm. And she takes my chickens when I, we're ready to start a new batch, because I don't want to. Yeah you know, do anything. And she loves having them because my breeds are more unique. And then she'll take them and she'll put them in with the rest of her flocks. And because she has roosters, then our, our eggs will turn into actual babies over at her place. Yeah. And then we start over again and we're, we're this year, we're going to get rid of them in the fall. This batch, she'll take them in the fall and we'll start in the spring. Okay. And we also need to do like a, a coop make makeover. It's time for us to like really get in there and clean it and paint it and make a few repairs. So, um, yeah, it's such but a fun hobby. It is a fun hobby. And Keith and I, we said when we got them first, sometimes we sit, would sit out there and just watch them in the yard. It, we're like, this is like having a fish tank. You just sit there and stare at them. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're fun. And they and and they have personalities. It's pretty, they're pretty interesting. So, and there there is such a thing as being henpecked, and there is such a thing as ruling the roost, and they're all the things that you've ever heard of yeah. are true. A broody hen. Yeah, oh yeah, a broody hen. We had one. We hadn't had one in all the years we'd had chickens. And then this last batch, we had a brooder, but she got over it. You just put a fake egg in there and okay, let her, let her sit on it. And she finally eventually realizes it's not going to turn into anything. <laughs> well, as we do get chickens. My youngest is the one who wants them. And yeah, if you get them. I'll definitely be probably hitting you up for tips. Oh, for sure. And if you've, you know, there is nothing like an egg that just got laid that in the morning, they're different than anything you've ever, ever had. Their yolks are like, they're, they're, I, I wouldn't even call them golden. They're so orange and so beautiful and they taste like butter. It's just, oh my gosh, if you're a foodie, you'll never go back. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. So anyway, uh, off the chickens, um, you've been featured on both local TV and also HGTV's Martha Knows Best. What? Let's hear about that because that sounds very exciting. So the Martha's no, yes, that was um, in during COVID. Um, I got contacted by an agency and they didn't really give me much information. All they told me was that they had a um, really well-known like home and garden expert who was starting a new show and they were looking for people who were doing DIY projects around their house. 
and needed help. And so we had just decided that we wanted to really get into gardening that summer. And um, it was our first year. We had never had a garden. We didn't know anything about it. And um, so we built our garden and we had to come with like questions that we had. And they gave us the date and time we had to be available for this Skype. We hadn't, and they really, they didn't give us any information as to who it was. And so Rick and I were just sitting here all set up for our Skype. And all of a sudden Martha came on. Oh my goodness. And, oh, I would have had a heart attack. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it would be cool if it was Martha and I was like, Oh, it's either Martha or I was thinking like Ina garden. Um, uh -huh because she's my other favorite. And it was just really cool. She was able to give us like some tips. We had some issues with our soil and um, like all of our vegetables were turning like yellow. And I mean, we had no clue what to do. So she was able to give us like some tips about having our soil tested and fertilizer. And so it was just, it was really neat. Very cool. Yeah. And and they just contacted you kind of out of the blue. You weren't. Yeah, I think they had found me. I don't at that time. I think they had found me on Instagram mm -hmm. and they knew that I kind of like was into the DIY home stuff. Um, and at first I thought it was like a, like a prank. Like I didn't, right. at first I didn't respond to it because I just thought, you know, sometimes you get those weird emails and right. so I ignored it. And then they had emailed me again and sent like the contracts and everything. And I was like, okay, this is legit. Uh-huh. So it was oh, pretty wow. cool. And your local TV, they featured you too? Yeah, I've been on a couple times. Um, once was the time um, to kind of talk about being on Martha. Um, and then more recently, I was on right before Christmas. I went on to do, um, to share how I did. I did for Christmas a, like a, DIY snow globe tray, like cookie platter mm -hmm. or something. So I went on to kind of show how to do that. So it's been neat to kind of get out there and just another way to kind of um, advertise yourself. Very cool. So I didn't know that you are a gardener. I'm a huge gardener. Do you just do vegetables or do you fl do flower gardening too? Or what? Tell me a little bit about that. So last year was the first year we started getting into flowers. Um, but this year I have a lot of goals. We'll see how much time I have, but I would love <laughs> to have like, I mean, I look at like your garden and Wendy's garden and like with all of your flowers, I would love to have like a little roadside stand where I could just, you know, have little mason jars of flowers and things. But, um, we've done, we usually do cucumbers, zucchini, um, we do snap peas, um, last year we did sunflowers, zinnias, um, but this year I want to do more. Well, I, as long as I've been gardening, I had never had a cut garden, you know, a, a cutting garden. I always just cut flowers out of my garden and it never dawned on me that I kind of make my gardens kind of look bare when I'm going out there every day and cutting down my flowers. And um, Stacy, yeah. Stacy Lang. From Bricks and, Bricks and Blooms. Right, right. She did a cutting garden and I thought, genius. Then you just cut from your cutting garden. Mm -hmm. So I started last year a cutting garden, made some mistakes. Um, I'm going to do it differently this year. 
but yeah, I, I love being in the garden. I plant all the same vegetables. Um, I, this year I'm growing. I don't know if you can see my light. You have your seeds going? I got, this is the first year I've ever grown from seed. But when I redid this bedroom for the one room challenge, um, I had a, a space and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, a rack would fit there perfectly. Um, so yeah, I'm starting everything from seed, which I'm so excited about because I usually spend thousands of dollars on plants. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, the, what, what you could do with an acre of property, holy smokes, you could have a beautiful cutting garden and have your own little stand. I was at a, like a, um, vintage market that is about an hour from here. And there's this cute little, this gal who has this cute little trailer, one of those, like an old fashioned airstream that she's fixed up and she has a, a flower farm and she brings the cutest bouquets and you get to kind of pick and choose whatever you want and pay by the stem. And so yeah, fun. very fun. Very, very what's your, fun. What's your favorite thing to grow? Vegetable wise. Um, I may, I grow a lot of tomatoes because I can't, I preserve and I can them. And I love that. I'm, I'm a pasta nut. Yes. Um, so having fresh tomatoes or that fresh tomato flavor all year long <clears throat> is something that's important to me, but I, you know, I, I grow zucchinis too. I, um, do snap peas. I do carrots. I do radishes. I do lettuce. I have, oh gosh, jalapeno plants. Um, I do, a, I have an herb garden too. I have a very oh, big nice. herb garden. Um, and in my flower garden, I did dahlias and I did clomy and I did snapdragons. And the only thing that I'm going to do again is the dahlias. I'm doing something different um, than that this year. But I did zinnias for the first time in my life last year, too. I'm like, where, where have I been all these years? I did them from seed and they are so fun and they so are. amazing. And so easy. So easy. And, I mean, and you get a ton. You get oh, and they keep flowering and flowering and flowering. I, I was just amazed, just totally amazed. So yeah. And as far as flowers, probably my favorite flowers are in the spring peonies. Oh yeah. And in the fall, I love my hydrangeas. Mm -hmm. Those so, are my favorite too. Yeah. Did you know Wendy can't grow peonies? She can't. No, because of the, the, I think it's too hot where she's at. Oh, I know. Isn't that something you don't yeah. think about that? No, in, in, but she's already growing things now. So I guess the trade-off is. Yeah, I know. I think about that, like all of the warmer zones, like how they're already starting their seeds. I would, I can't wait to start mine. A couple more weeks probably here. Yeah. I only have one seed that I've started so far, my sweet peas. Um, the rest of them, you know probably five to six weeks before our last frost. And I still have two and a half months before yeah. I can put anything in the ground. Yeah. So now I know you're also a reader. And the reason I know that is I was looking at one of your blogs and you shared all kinds of books. Um, what is your favorite genre when you're reading? Um, I really like a good thriller or a good, you know, suspenseful mystery um 
So that's, I think that's probably my favorite genre. What about you? I I know you guys have your monthly book club. Well, interestingly enough, when I worked for um, corporate America, I worked for Scholastic. So I spent 20 years reading children's literature. (laughs) And um, I think I'm, I love historical fiction. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite books that I read it a long time ago, but it still sticks in my mind as one of my favorite things because of, well, for a couple of reasons, it's called Loving Frank and it's about Frank Lloyd Wright. And I have an interior design degree and Frank Lloyd Wright's home with his wife was here in the Chicagoland area. And I was very familiar with him, but the book is a whole nother side of his life that I'm like, what the heck? I had no idea. Yeah. Historical fiction is really, I do like historical fiction, anything like about the Holocaust or, um, during that time period, I think is really interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. I have to pick and choose because I really like to read things that are uplifting for me. And I get stuck sometimes in these books that I'm, it's tearing my heart apart, but then I can't stop reading. I know. I know. (laughs) But anyway, so um, what one we're going to we're going to wrap this up. And what I always ask everybody is what is something that pe- most people don't know about you? Hmm. That's hard. Um, I think, you know, I think people always think because I'm on social media and I'm on Instagram and things like that, that I'm a very outgoing person and I can be. But I'm also very I'm an introvert. I'm very, um, I could be shy at first and I really, I like being home by myself. Um, well, I guess you'd say I'm an ambivert, um, because I do, I do like being out and socializing a little bit with people. And then I like to go home to my little, you know, where I feel safe. Do you know, I find that really interesting that a lot, a lot of us have that same exact trait, Yes, you know, like we, we appear to be extroverts when we're out and about because we know how to be social but all of us really prefer to be in our nests and to making our home this cozy little place that we don't really really want to leave yes and I'm I'm finding the older I get the grouchier I get about being around people (laughs) me too me too (laughs) And COVID didn't help and the no, whole everything that was going on. Pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like the nail in the coffin for me. Like I'm in my pajamas and I'm staying here forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. Same. But I think that's funny because we, you know, and I think that's probably why we all gravitate to more of like the homey lifestyle <gasps> content. So what is a personal or a, like a blog business goal that you have like in the next year or in the future that you have on your mind? Blog wise or business wise, I would like to create a cookbook and publish a cookbook. Um, and personally, I think probably back to reading. I have a list of, there was like 14 books that I found that I wanted to read. And I really just want to get into reading more. And I think probably to read all of those books on my list. Very cool. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know how you do everything you do. So I can't imagine <laughs> getting reading in there. Um, well, that might be a stretch. 
<laughs> well, I I do it when I'm in my car. I'm an audio audio book. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah, have and I, I workout? I'm sorry, what? Do you have an audible? I don't have an audible. Um <laughs> I just use I think it's called Overdrive. It's free. Okay. It's through your, it's through your library, your local library. Um, I sometimes have to wait for some of the books I want, but I don't care. I yeah. stop, you know, I put a bunch of things in my list and as soon as they're available, then they're there for me. Yeah. But, That's what everybody says that they listen to books. I need to start, like, even if I'm just like driving in the car, listen to Yeah. Something. Even if I'm just going 10, 15 minutes, I, I'm, I have it right there. I just turn it right on. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to the news. I don't really listen to music in the car. I listen to books. Yeah. And that's my way I get my reading in because I, I just don't have the time during the day. No, I know it's it's hard. Yeah. Um, and now where can people find you on all the places that are our tiny nest? So my blog is um, ourtinynest.com. Um, and on Instagram, I think that's the other account that I'm probably the most active on. It's at our tiny underscore nest. Are you on Pinterest? I am on Pinterest. My handle for Pinterest is different though. It's, I think it's Nikki do 713. Okay. I can find you. So, okay. and <clears throat> I will put all that in the show notes that, so that all of you who are listening can find Nicole and follow along with her. Her, her recipes are amazing. If you have little ones, she does a lot of really fun, um, snack ideas and great things for, I, I, when I see some of them, all I think of is school parties. Yes. (laughs) Except I don't think you can make them anymore. Don't you? Yeah. When my kids were little, I got to make stuff and bring it in. Yeah, it was pretty fun. And I was always the room mom too, which you probably are involved mm-hmm. in all that stuff too. So anyway. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for joining me today. It was so much fun chatting with you. Thank you for having me. Yes, it was nice to chat with you more. You're very welcome. And thanks to all my listeners for joining us. Hope you have a great day and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Large Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform so you'll be reminded when there's a new episode. Your positive likes and ratings and reviews are always appreciated as they will help this podcast to grow. You can find all the ways to follow Living Large in a Small House in the show notes.